Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, listen, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. And you know what else you can do in about a minute? You can get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. By the way, I want everyone to do all of those things within one minute. Can you floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups within one minute? Uh, best of all, Maybe. you can do all of this from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. You answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions to get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, Check out True Car today. Jasmine, you need to do that. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Starving for Attention. Richard and Jasmine Blaze live from San Diego, California. You're eating like a really, is it I got fishy? a really bad like organic uh, dried mango. Yeah, really bad one. I've noticed, uh, Jasmine just took a bite of a dried no, mango. Don't say and, it like, again. I couldn't eat it for like a month after blah. you said that. They really, they're fishy to me. I don't <sighs> think I've ever said it online though. There are certain yeah, dried fruits, me. mango specifically, that in my mind, they, they, they taste really, really uh, seafood oceanic is a nice word to say it, but in my mind, I envision these mangoes like sliced and on the roof, tin roofs of uh, fishing villages. Maybe it's just because you always order that mango tango roll with sushi, so you just have acquired a, a connection between mango and fish. In your oh, brain. definitely, it's some sort of connection. It's definitely some like, sort of problem. When I put half and half in my coffee, it tastes like meat to me. Yeah, okay. Like beef. But you think that there's a nostalgic connection to that? There's nothing nostalgic that? there at all. No. Well, I mean, there is there's a there's a brain connection of something like that's connecting like the well, taste of it does you know, come from cream milk well, half no, and half does right? come from cows right Weird. so there is something like I that know. I bet you there's an earthiness in the uh, coffee I should um, go consult with the volatile compounds in food database <laughs> which we haven't used in a while probably I would say this is a we had no um, idea that we were going to start talking about like molecular gastronomy off the top who knew but that is something that we have not we did not use as much as we should have. It's yeah, really and it's on cool like thing. a floppy disk somewhere. It's like old now. There's got to be another version <laughs> I don't even know of it. how to get it off of that. To thing. quickly break it down for everyone, the volatile compounds in food ba- database was just a scientific uh, you know, program on a floppy disk, as Jasmine said, <laughs> that would break down the molecular components of ingredients so you could punch in like potato and then realize that it has some uh, molecular... Basically like mass, spectrometry, mass spectrometer readings on all of these compounds. I don't it would tell you. I know you don't. So, and it would tell you what, what you know, potatoes and salmon, like what compounds they share, or if they share a number of compounds, and that might make them, what, taste better together? Yeah, Is so it was, it, it was kind of an interesting cheat sheet to find out. Like uh, I remember one of the examples, one of the basic examples, that potatoes and truffles 
share some of the same compounds. Naturally and understandably, they work well together and they taste good. So if you they went and found the same, and they both go <laughs> underground, so there's a lot of other reasons I why think they probably other, like, work. Isn't tomato and basil? Isn't that one of those, or is that just probably? A, but right. I mean, one is uh, oyster and passion fruit. I remember, mm. and like that's a combination you would never really think works well together. And I think it was Heston Blumenthal who sort of dropped that one on us, and, and probably actually introduced us to the database, which I think was produced out of Georgia when we lived there. Mm. Um, so anyway, lots of fun. That's why the mango tastes like anchovies. It happens to me. Yeah, sorry sometimes. if I'm, I'm giving you guys any ASMR no, right. out there too, because I'm. Really chewing on this mango. It's I, all they stuck can't in my hear teeth. it. You, you sometimes you hear the door bark, barking, a dog barking, the door, the door barking, barking. <laughs> the dog barking, or the them. wind rustling, sure. and uh, the mics uh, don't pick it up. Uh, exciting episode right here. Alvin Kailan, uh, guru, uh, creator, founder of, of course, Egg Slut. Uh, so many other concepts. And he's just been crushing it. The Burger Show. He's all I over. Said that. Did he call himself a guru or I called him a guru when he left? No, right? he said people refer to him. Right, right. I, I don't think but, anyone who is a guru refers to themselves as, as the guru. I am the guru. Uh, Did well, he? guru just means teacher. So, okay. so a lot of people do. But, um, you know, uh, n- not in the States maybe as much. But um, I think when he left, after he, he, we had him at Pebble Beach Food and Wine, came to the hotel room. We had an amazing chat with him. And then when he left, I was like... I think he's a guru. No, you were, yeah. He, it comes up somewhere in the podcast, but you were kind of definitely embraced his energy. So did I, yeah, which great. I also love. You're the metaphysical um, one yes. of the two of us. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, I mean, he he launched an amazing concept making egg sandwiches, right? Right. So I think, you know, and, and made it work. And now it's multiple locations in multiple cities. And I think that's, you know, anytime someone sees that, um, then they're going to think they have this sort of magic touch and maybe there's something... Uh, which he does, which I think he does, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he just, he he blew up this concept. And I mean, we get that too. You get you get um, people reaching out to you to be like, hey, will you look at this business plan? Or hey, uh, I want to run my business better. And, you know. Which I really love, by the way. Yeah. Like for us. Um, so hit us up. You're opening up a restaurant somewhere. Um, you know, I hate the term. Uh, we're off script. I hate the term. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, we're That's on script. That's crazy. I hate the term consulting. There's always been something like, especially early on, I'll I feel like. When a chef loses their job, they become a consultant early on because they didn't get along with their GM or yeah, the owner. Right. Um, and I, I guess... It's, it's kind of like a, a, um, I'm in between jobs, right? I Term, think for a lot of people... For restaurants, for chefs, and food and beverage people, it can be. Right? I think so. I think, I think the word influencer <laughs> as well... Has turned into in, that. In, in, in modern times, sort of sometimes. Not that you can't be a consultant. There are many different... Not well, that you can't be an influencer. I will, I will double down on that because when we were looking at rebuilding trailblaze.com, our consulting company, <laughs> right, right. our consulting wing of our business... Um, I looked at, you know, I just kind of did like a, a across the board, like search on restaurant food and beverage consulting websites. They are boring and horrible. This is true. <laughs> All of them. This like is true. they're, they're wordy and like technical and just, wow. Yeah. I really want to build something different than that. Nice. Are you wearing a Supreme sweatshirt? No. Okay. It's not Supreme. No, I got it at, I got it at H&M. It says superior. I love it. <laughs> I- Leave me alone. <laughs> no, you're looking good. You're looking super, super svelte. Um, but I actually love it. I, I think, you know, a lot of times too, and this is getting into the business side of things, a lot of these consulting companies, and I've looked at these websites as well, they list way too many things, right? They list way too many things. We can help you with inventory. We can control P&Ls. your cost. We can, and it's like, the point is, here's what Trailblaze does. Here's what Alvin Kailan does. We create dope stuff. 
Right. We create cool things. Right. We create a concept that is uh, something that everyone can enjoy, but is a little bit outside of the box. That's how I like to think about yeah, it. That's something that people are going to talk about. Yeah. We're yeah. having a trailblaze brain, brainstorming session right now, live on the podcast, which is kind of amazing. Awesome. Uh, Alvin Kailan, uh, I'm glad that he got a chance to hang out with us. I did too. We've been chasing him down for a, a little well, bit. Well, you know, we did because um, you know, we record a lot of episodes in Beverly Hills, and he was, for a while, LA-based. But he is now New York based. And so then it became much more difficult to get a hold of him. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we had, we had, we, we kicked it about many different things. He talked about, um, stunt food. You remember that? Stunt food, which by the way, I didn't know what that was. Okay. I'm glad you're <laughs> saying it. I, I'm, I'm going to admit it as well. I, we, you know what it is. You know exactly what it no is. No one's yeah. ever, I've never heard anyone classify I've never heard the term. That. Yeah. So. He does get into stunt food, which is basically, you know, he's got this show that you got to watch called The Burger Show. And a lot of times they'll cover this type of thing where it's like a burger with 39 meat patties right. stacked up right. with a wooden do- a dowel, dowel in the middle of it. That right. was specifically made just for this one burger that's going to appear on Instagram right. and maybe on the weekend special at a restaurant. Right. Uh, and I think that's today's hot topic. Hot topic alert. Hot topic. <laughs> what are your thoughts? on now i spent a lot of my time looking at instagram stunt food i'm not going to lie it pops up in the feed i can't stand it (laughs) oh i love it though i love how you are just okay you're everything i want to be jasmine i know you're like Um, you have so much integrity well here's i okay i i too spend time on instagram looking for stuff sometimes it's content for starving for attention sometimes it's just you know things to talk about whatever but um i wish there was different like it almost seems like if you look at pictures of food online, it's either stunt food or it's super high end, like plated, incredibly food. crafted. Right. And mm-hmm. like sometimes I just kind of want to see some stuff in the middle. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, there is plenty of that, too. But you know what? It's that's not you don't find catching it. your attention. No, it's not honestly. on the explore page. That's well, for sure. definitely not on the explore yeah. page. Right. But so that I mean, so that's my first thing. That's my point. Number one, as mm-hmm. I'll say, my point number two is that we actually had one of these stunt food places open up around us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, we're not going to blow up any names or anything like that, but it's one of those places that, you know, will make a milkshake and your milkshake will have a candy cane in it. And on the candy cane will be a poof of cotton candy. And on the cotton candy will be rain, rainbow unicorn sprinkles. And on the rainbow unicorn sprinkles are like chocolate chips. And like, it just is, it's this ridiculous $12 milkshake that like, yes. honestly is inedible. Like, inedible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've taken kids there yeah. begrudgingly, and, like, they don't eat any of it. Like, yeah, they eat a third of it. But there's also a matchbox uh, <laughs> a Jeep on it that the kids <laughs> get to play with, right? There's not. It's, that would actually okay. be, like, cool. But, like, I have a problem with it. I have a problem with it from a food waste perspective. I have a problem with it's, like, they're using subpar ingredients, and it's all just garbage and, like, piled up. For a picture, that's I guess the that's what it's for. This is this is bringing back a lot of feelings. Get off of my lawn, kid. No, th- I don't think so. I don't think you're taking like the old timer. <laughs> uh, you know, nah. <laughs> I don't think so. It's bringing up a lot of hurt feelings, actually, because we have, or I have, or we have, um, ended a couple of relationships. Specifically, this is just like now coming fresh to the surface of my memory because of stun food. Mm. Recently, mm. literally, mm. and this is yeah, this is fun now. That's this right. is hot. One. 
absolutely the milkshake ended a relationship with mm-hmm. me. when uh, one of the businesses I was working with switched some ownership over and they came to me and they're like, okay, you're the founder. You created this thing. And what do you think about these crazy milkshakes? And I said exactly what you said. I said, the ones that have like chocolate dripping down the glass and I'm, it's gross. Like right. how do you, you hold the glass? It, it, like gross. is the milkshake cold? And like, it's hard enough, quite honestly. To make a proper milkshake, For which real. is not easy. And I, I've failed many times personally. And, and to do it in a business setting, in a busy restaurant, is not really, really easy. Liquid nitrogen helps. Liquid nitrogen can help. And my <laughs> response is always like, wait, what do you want to do more than make milkshakes with liquid <laughs> nitrogen? That's pretty much like the first level of stunt food. So I agree. Like someone, the fact is someone was sitting at a bar, Jasmine, mm-hmm. uh, an influencer or a, uh, uh, an entrepreneur, restaurateur or whatever. And they were looking at one of those crazy Bloody Marys and they said, wait, what's the dessert version of this? Uh-huh. And that's how those yeah. milkshakes started. And there's another relationship that, that we embarked on as a you know, consultant, creative director. A young thing, married couple. As a young married couple yeah. where I remember specifically someone was like, hey, this duck dish has to be served in this hollowed out wooden <laughs> duck decoy. And uh, my concern was that the duck was fresh, not frozen or something very like, you know, as a chef, yeah, the first thing is the ingredients have to be great. Right. That being said, I'm going to take the other side okay. as I usually do, okay. um, which is it's also amazing that we're also still together. Yeah. Um, but I also like the creativity and the inspiration that can come from the stunt food. So I don't have a problem with it, right? Like, yes, maybe Salt Bay has become tired, but the fact that, you know... I don't know if Salt Bay is stunt food. I wouldn't argue that he's not stunt food. I think he's using all that food. I think they're... Mm, so you think the theater of the flourish of I it. I think there's theater right? to he's what like he's a, doing. He's like a... What is it called with a bartender? Like, is yeah. flipping around glasses? Uh-huh. Flair. Flair. So he's, he's, got, he's flair. got flair. He's a meat... He's got flair for yeah. a butcher, basically, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes the stunt food can inspire some amazing ideas. Like recently I just put up this thing online, which was like this clear translucent jellied egg. It's slime. That's not food. That was slime. No, but it was slime. But the reason I put it up and like was looking at it is because it inspired me to think like, Hey, I think this is the type of thing that you can make using, you know, all of the ingredients of molecular gastronomy, et cetera. So to me, it's kind of inspiring, especially for, and this is going to, we have bottle rock coming up. We have Aspen food and wine coming up. We have Kaboo coming up. We have some of these events that are like on these stages for thousands of people. And you kind of need stunt food. So it's an interesting time to Hmm. be a uh, a chef slash performer. And and I think that's the key. It has to be the right time and place. Yeah. Right. And on stage in front of 3,000 people, yeah, you got to see what I'm going to do. Maybe I will do a 29 uh, patty burger or something like that or a whole ostrich. Do one of those like giant burgers. I I was thinking about a whole ostrich. Yeah, too much. Giant Burger, like the guy who smiles, the Turkish chef, who's, I got to find out what, we'll put up his link. You know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know. He's just like chopping like this. He's got the smile like me and he's always making giant like pilafs of burgers and all sorts of delicious food. Uh, Alvin Kailan uh, is, you know, is he down with stunt food? I think he, I think he shares our sentiment, my sentiment. Yeah, I think he shares yours. I think he's, I think he's, you know. I think he can find some place for uh, it, you know? ins- inspiration with it. Uh, but he's definitely, though, an entrepreneur, definitely an, an amazing chef. And that's something I really want to talk about briefly here is the status of this, like, especially in the podcast world, the entrepreneur business help, uh, you know, gurus, using that word again today, right? The leaders out there with these great podcasts. And I feel like this is an interesting world. A lot of, like, business podcasts are super, super aggressive, 
They're just, <laughs> and they always have kind of been, right? There's a yeah. motivational, like, boot camp sort yeah. of philosophy. Like, if you Get want to change your life, yeah. you're the only one who can do it. Yeah. Look in the mirror, strap on your boots, and do it. Right. What's holding you back? Nothing except yourself. I don't know <laughs> whose voice that is, by the way, which is I'm glad, because yeah. I'm not really speaking about one specific person. But now there's this other side, Jasmine, that, that I feel like is also kind of bothers me a little bit. This, like, very empathetic, very just, like, you know, uh, um, you know, sort of like, you know, Hey, it's okay. If you know, you don't achieve everything, like it's okay to just have a job and blah, blah, like, um, you know, uh, like, like celebrating almost normalcy. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe you are. Yeah. You're- well, I think, um, you know who it was? It was our good friend, Artie, Artie Sequera. She's amazing. She posted something the other Sage. day that really, um, resonated with me too. Um, it was more about, uh, the term, uh, girl boss, but um, we, we can't all be entrepreneurs and bosses. Like that's not true. the way our market's set up. That's not the way our, our capitalism and, and the economy and everything is set up. Like we hit the some fire people, sound right there. You're on fire. Yes. Some people need to work an ordinary life and, li- and, and, and work nine to five and come home. And you know what I mean? Like not everybody can be, you know, uh, uh, in, insert entrepreneurial name here got it yeah and i think that's that's what it is about it. it's like listen there's there's a lot of room i agree with you there's a lot of room between um just having a job and being a billionaire right. and i think like for us like you know the things that we can do the things that we can talk about uh from the business perspective is how to become self-employed how to sort of balance uh you know how to really establish work-life balance how to try and call your own shots, be a good person, and try and make a little bit of money and have some fun along the way. Speaking of which, you know it's been a lot of fun. What? Shameless plug right now and yeah. self-promotion. Let's hear it. This app, Cameo. Oh, yeah. I just signed up this weekend. Yeah, I've yeah. done four or five Cameos already. Cameo, spelled the regular way? Cameo? Spelled, yep, uh, at C-A-M-E-O. Okay. And it is an app. You can find the link on our Instagram page or on my Twitter page where basically... Uh, if you want me to like do a video for a friend, a family member, your mom, this Mother's like you Day sing is happy birthday? Up. I, well, I haven't been asked to sing happy birthday yet. Okay. I mean, I think I could handle happy birthday. It's not going to be a good, like, it's not vocally going to be a great Ember thing. Ember could play the pianos for you. There are singers on there, though, <laughs> who do say, like, I'll sing you yeah. a song, yeah. stuff like that. that but basically, sense. it's, uh, you know, blue checkmark sort of talent yeah, from yeah. YouTubers to, you know, famous celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a page up there right now where I can give you a shout out. I just did a birthday wish for someone. I did uh, a little video for someone who's going to culinary school to give them some oh, inspiration. I did fun. some clean eating and fitness um, sort of guidance the other day. Is that why you were asking me for my clean eating tips? No, no, that's for, for a different my thing. clean eating that tips. I'm going to talk to you <laughs> offline real quick about that. Um, but it, that's more from the PR front, which is another app that we will save for the next episode. We've been talking for a lot. I love hanging out with you, oh, by the way. I love our nice. opens so much. Mm-hmm. I love the interviews. I love doing the podcast, mm-hmm. but I love this time that we get to spend together. Well, we could split them up, make two podcasts and Dub- double the work. There we go. Uh, Same amount of mm, money. Maybe that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, and uh, guess what? You were here during the whole interview. So you're along for the whole I ride was. here. Uh, here it is from Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival from the hotel room. Uh, here is Alvin Kailan. Enjoy. So how's the show so far? Uh, the podcast? Yeah. The, or, or the show Both. here, the live. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was... You did what? You did a dinner, right? Or no, we did lunch with uh, Morimoto. 
That's right. Lunch with Morimoto, which sounds uh, super, super impressive. I did an interactive <laughs> meal yesterday with like 100 people. Yeah, you were saying. How was that? You know, I mean, I like to have more um, controlled attention of, okay. a, of an audience. Okay, I get that. Um, so the timing is always challenging, but it was great. People had a good time. And I actually like the um, exploration of doing uh, n- new presentations. Yeah. Know, so that it's not just the typical. I'm about to do, right after this, you know, my classic sort of like chef demo sort of thing. Right, yeah, nice. with like the like uh wowing them with liquid nitrogen <laughs> see this just came up in the yeah. other like is that do you, now, this is a good question for you like so yes i yes there will be some uh attempted wowing with liquid nitrogen i love that okay <laughs> i'm glad you I, and i don't mind it either but like then you start becoming known for that for like that one thing which i'm assuming with you as well right i mean oh man what are people at this point you've done a lot but what are people like every still, time it's scrambled eggs that's right. Like you can't, you can't break away can't, from that. Yeah. Like I'll show them like a really cool way of doing like Filipino food and, and then they'll be like, Oh, but like this, <laughs> the slow, that coddled soft, egg though. Yeah. Like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. Yeah. Like there's that's 50 videos online for that now. There, and, there, and, there's, <laughs> like, and there's more than that. Right. Yeah. Did you get upset? Like, as I was, I mean, of course I know you, we've known you for a while, but, um, when you when you do look out, there's it's it's you know like the things that just get more clicks and they they might be something from ten years ago. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, I did videos in like 2012 with like the hundreds, and in 2012 it got like maybe forty thousand hits, and then now you look at it, it's like three million. Yeah, Aww. that's that's insane. And yeah. most of those are soft scrambled eggs on a nice oh, on a nice yeah, soft bun. Exactly, and that that day was the worst because we didn't. They came late, so like we ran out of brioche buns that day. So we were putting them on like country loaf. It wasn't even a part of our menu. It's just for the sake of making a video. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. Now you know you would never do. You right. would have been like, let's just do this another day because then people will come to your restaurant and go. But I saw a video and this was on a different bread. No. And you're just like, oh, oh rookie oh. move. We didn't know what we were doing back yeah, in 2012. Back then, That's... I had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens a lot, though. Yeah, well, I don't think don't any know. of us, I mean, I don't think digitally and, and, and as far as the internet's concerned, I don't think any of us knew what we were doing in 2012 as far yeah. as like some of the longevity and things that now. With what's don't. going on. Yeah, at that time, it's like, dude, how do I Oops. get on best thing yeah. I ever ate? <laughs> you know, right. no one knew that the YouTube food thing would just go vertical, you know? Right. right. But was that, um, that's interesting though. I think that takes me a lot into your psyche. Like even then though, before you knew where it was going to go, mm-hmm. were, you, were you creating dishes to like get on best thing I ever ate? Or like, was there a, were you always kind of concerned with like virality? And I know that at the time it was all about one thing. Like in 2011, when we started Exa, everyone was just doing like one burger, like a mommy, or like a mommy burger, a restaurant about burgers, or you know, grilled cheese truck, mm. and you know, like it's very like one thing. And I was like, no one's doing an egg, so let's do an egg because of how trendy one item menus right. were. Right. And so now this though is also a thing that you love. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, so that, just, I think that's the key, right? Because a lot yeah. of people are like want to be you that are listening to this podcast. Well, yeah. And they're and they're trying to make that decision now. Like, uh, you know, what should I do? What, what route Oof. should I go? It should be something that you love to yeah. cook or you eat. You have to or, be passionate. I mean, it, again, it's like, uh, you know, we we hang out with like to, like we did a video with Tony Hawk, and you know, like you asked him, like you know, why like why have you like what is the secret to being fifty years old skating for the last four decades? And why are you still on top? And he's like, because this isn't a job. Right. right. I'm passionate about it. And 
And I think that like in order for you to cook something 150 times to 1,000 times a day for the rest of your life, you're going to have to love doing it. <laughs> like yeah. No matter what, what you're cooking or making sausage or being a butcher or being a poissonnier or whatever, like you're going to have to love doing it. Yeah. And if you don't love doing it, then you should definitely rethink it and not do it just for the sake of trend or whatever. Right. But it should be, it's, you should be doing cool stuff that you love to do, though. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, I, many, how many egg slots are there now? Uh, we are on our seventh. We're opening London in June. Wow, that's amazing! Yeah. It's gone out of hand. It's yeah. <laughs> does it, does it feel that way? That's a good yeah. out of hand, though. Out yeah. of hand as far as what, like, when you well, say you know, that. For me, I'm I'm always on the side of the 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 culinary end of it, where it's like you know I'm 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 a cook, so it's like I I'm used to one place at a time because I'm there with one place at a time. But, like, as far as, like, multiple locations, you know, I have a team that does that, and they take care of it, and, yeah. you know, it's just, when do we say, that's good, we're good. Right. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just where, say, where, usually my, the team is, like, never. Once, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you pass, like, that five-mile radius of Los Angeles, mm. and you go outside of that, Vegas, right? you know, wherever... And it's like, okay, so then now you just opened up Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Is it world domination? Is, you know, like, yeah. what's, what are we trying to do? Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you're crossing the pond. You're going to London. Yeah. That's a big step. It's I a, mean, are they all, huge. they're all uh, A markets now, right? They're all yeah. big city A markets. Yep. Mm. Okay. It's, so that's what I think, um, that's where it gets scary. When you're like, okay, it's not London, it's not Vegas, it's not New York, it's not LA. Right. But we're going to do Wichita. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, that's, that. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the level where you're like, okay. That's, and I, do, I think even from the business perspective, though, mm. that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Because if it's, like, a, if it's a like, solid concept, if, if you mean a, like, yeah, for, like I think if it's a sustainable growth, if it's a concept that can scale. Yeah, for mm. me, it's like, that's fine. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to approach it. You know, mm-hmm. like as far as like a, a chef or a cook in a cook way where it's like, all right, it's the same stuff. Just call me when it's in an open and for the, right. for the first couple of days I'll be there and right. hang out. And I'm not used to that. Right. Yeah, it's I'm different. not. I'm very hands on. You know, I really want to like teach people and like create the DNA and all that. But to the business minds, none of that matters. It's all about mm-hmm. opening, selling that first sandwich and then selling a million of them. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right, right. And that's, right. Like, that's all that matters. But I'm more of like the whole integrity thing because I, I grew up in that, mm-hmm. that whole chef life. And then now you're on that, oh, okay, <laughs> I got to start realizing like it's about business. It's about sustainability. It's about taking and propelling your brand to the next level. And I got to accept it, <laughs> right? But at the same time, it seems like you uh, you have obviously the right people in the right places where you yeah. don't ha- you don't have to be you're not focused on the real no, estate. No, yeah, that's why I'm <laughs> I, that's why I'm so fortunate for that situation because now I can do a full service restaurant in New York, and I can be in the kitchen every single day cooking food. And you know, it's like that that expansion allows me to be creative. So. I, it's yeah. it's it's great. It's okay, a, it's a but great there's world. more going on than just that, right? So you're like yeah. you have all this growth, you yeah. have you have a, a, a emerging concepts, right. right? You're in the kitchen cooking. That's obviously a passion, but now you're also an on camera star. Oh my god, yeah, that's just starting to become a reality, right? Like the first season, it's like a, it's like a, like you're doing it with your homies, and it's like it's fresh and new, and like you don't know anyone's watching it. Right. That stuff doesn't matter. And we just wrapped our third season. We just finished with Casey Neistat, who's like 
got this amazing following and now it's like oh you take the subway and they know you right yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and it's yeah. like oh I can't take the subway anymore <laughs> <laughs> right. is it, so it's like, is it like that it's starting to get right. a little crazy. We're also on Hulu now, mm, yeah. and you know how that is. Like the whole like we, you could literally binge watch my entire show from first to second season in like an, an hour and a half. Right, which makes yeah. So people get to know you. They get to see you know. I mean, how many episodes yeah. have you shot in? in entire, um, we have. We were at twenty, I think. Um, but we only have six episode seasons, right? So. And for the people who, for some reason, are are you know you, living under a rock, living under a rock, break down the show for us. Yeah, so it's called the Burger Show. It's with First We Feast and Complex Media. Um, it's basically all things burgers, but not like, uh, like going to a specific burger place. It's going to be more like where did the burger start and how did it start? Where did it come from? To Stunt burgers in Brazil. Like, what is a stunt burger? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> what it's is a the, stunt It's what you see on, like, your Explore page where you see, like, okay. 17 patties and, like, cheese whiz drizzled yes. all there's over There's a it. giant wooden gotcha. sword and yeah. there's 39 patties. Yeah, that's a stunt burger. Okay. Huh. Right? And people don't know this. And they're like, you break down what animal style is. Because, like, a lot of people are ordering animal style in and out. Right. And they, don't know and they have is. no idea what they're, no. they're right. getting. Yeah. You know? They don't know what's different. They don't different. know what's right. the difference yeah. of, like, a regular burger and an totally. animal style burger. Or what's the off-menu item at Five Guys. Right. You know, so it's kind of like a informative approach to burgers. Um, and then you, like, start realizing, like, there's a whole, like, Illuminati of burgerdom. Like, it's like... Who creates the burger trend and like like who actually is you know Diamond Jim Brady? Right. <laughs> you know like right. who is that guy? Because <laughs> right. it's on the menu. It's like on all all these menus, and you're like you break that down and you find out who these special people are who shape the burger world. So do you think we're we're still in a burger trend, or do you think that burgers just oh, it's, I think are it's, never a trend? They're just always top line. I think it's like the like smash burgers. I think are like the next Froyo. Like uh, burgers never die. Right. You know, yeah, burgers like never say die. Like that place. Never say yeah. die. Like there's a whole bunch of new. With all re- due respect, with burger, burgers never say die. They're they're phenomenal, mm. um, but they're like they started it. Yeah. Right. So right. now it's like Helen Ray's. They started it, right? But now there's going to be 50, 60 yeah. different concepts within downtown Los Angeles. <laughs> totally, that are going to do smash. That burgers. and that and the uh, egg salad sandwich. I think LA is just going to be taken yeah, over by, by smash over. burgers and yeah, egg salad and sandwiches. Kobe. Kobe, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I love you. Yeah, it's like uh, pandemie. No one knew what that was until like last week. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's crazy. But like, I've been growing up eating that my whole <laughs> life, and like trying to do like a milk crew, mm-hmm. like you know, like trying to like master a milk crew, like. Is so hard to do, and now it's just like you don't even have to master it. You can buy it on any corner now. Right, it's, right. it's nuts. Wow. Yeah, so, crazy. do you think that the um, like the you know the stunt aspect of it in social uh-huh. media mm-hmm. is now the, um, the sort of the Kickstarter for people to decide like I want to do this thing on a, and to to make that choice? Like you you made the choice with right. scrambled eggs, right, or with eggs because like you liked it and it was something mm-hmm. you enjoyed cooking. And I don't think that that came from you watching a video no. online, right? No, it's... But now do you think people are watching, like... like I, and I get... I fall into this trap. Oh, my Like, God. I'm obsessed with omurice. Like, oh, the, yeah. yeah. Right? I love it. So I'm it. like, I would love, like, yeah, let's do, just, let's do omurice or whatever it is or, mm-hmm. like, Japanese souffle pancakes. I just... Like, and I do all these things Those on, are like, fun. <laughs> Those are all fun. Right. Yeah. They're all great. Yeah. But it makes you want to be... Like, do you think that that's letting, on, like, entrepreneurs are making decisions because 100%. of... Yeah. 100%. I think especially, like, when... 
there's a lot there's like a lot of people who especially in my world where like they see oh like like oh alvin you're a can-do dude and like you've made it i could do it too right and it's also like mm, if you're willing to like die for this right cool like i i just finished i just wrapped up my book we just finished our first manuscript it's called nice. amboy and what is it called amboy which is american amboy. boy in in the philippines mm-hmm. right and it describes like the first two and a half years of operating your own business right where it's like you're cooking in the hollywood hills for like a porn star (laughs) and all your lights shut off your car doesn't work but the refrigerator is still on and the burner is still running because it's off of propane and you're still trying to knock out a party of 350 people that's how these brands survive Mm -hmm. right to be able to cross over to the mainstream and it's like if you're willing to do that right like I know I get it like you like I get like people who are like yeah you know I'm in finance and I really hate mm. it mm. <laughs> you know I make a really killer chili everyone tells right. me I can make killer chili so you know I, you did it you know I, I feel like I could do it and I'm like dude I can't say no. I feel like right. you've had this conversation. Yeah, no, I was saying that's probably like, that conversation you had last night. This is like a Wall Street night. conversation <laughs> yeah, exactly. for sure. It's like look dude like, you know you can do whatever you want. It's just that you, A, are you funded for the bad times? Right. You know, because, like, if you don't have the money to survive the hardest parts of, of creating a brand, then don't do it because you're just going to waste all your money. Mm. Um, and, B, it's like, are you willing to, like, sacrifice not missing your best friend's wedding, missing your friend's baby showers, you know, not going to your mom's birthday party, you know, right. Christmas Thanksgiving stuff that you are required to be doing because you're now right. uh, now you are owned by the public right, right. for <laughs> at least five to ten years yeah. Right? yeah yeah are you willing to do that and that's when I like tend to break people when they give mm. me like they they give me their whole like uh, pitch mm. and I'm like this is wor- this is my advice to you because I've lost friends I've lost this I've lost a lot of things. And that is what it takes to create a brand. I used to say this. It was a horrible. It was before we met. Before we, <laughs> um, I used to say I would never be able to get married because I'm married to you know my job. I'm Agreed. married to the to the, mm-hmm. to the craft. Right. Uh, I've obviously changed my changed my mind <laughs> uh, 13 years ago. Um, but like that, that that's I think like really hits home. I think when you tell someone that like oh, that's man. it. That that's your love. Yeah. Right there yeah. for when a while. I, yeah. When I first started in the culinary scene, I, you know, this is like 15 years ago. And Which is still not that long ago. No, not that mm-hmm. long. Your trajectory is incredible. Oh, yeah, you know. But yeah. I did the whole work three jobs. Two of them weren't paid. Right, one right. of them was. And the one that yeah. did pay you was shitty catering. You right. know, like, right. you know, totally. just so I could learn how to make like a sphere mm-hmm. by one of the best <laughs> chefs in Portland. Right. right. Like, that's, <laughs> like I did that. And I never was able to have a best friend, have a girlfriend. Until recently, well, not recently, like five years, I met Angela, and she, she was sitting right behind me. That's why I have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because she was in the industry. Right. So, like, she understood. That helps. Right. Yeah, yeah, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. This is an industry relationship yeah, right so here. It's yeah, so like, it's like, oh, finally. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's out there. You yeah. can actually do this. You understand you know? that I'm not going to be around Friday and Saturday night and, exactly. you know, all these. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's fine because I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of how those conversations yeah. go. It's the yeah. best. It's yeah. like the Mondays best. become pretty special. It's yeah. the best situation. Right. Exactly, right? Like, yeah. that one day you're just like, well, we can go out, but are we? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think yeah. we need to we're, like, we're, like oh, back in the days where it was like also like, but laundry, exactly, <laughs> exactly, laundry, the dog, right, right. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, there's just too much stuff. Yeah. But we do it together, and it's like, 
it's finally like all coming together you know 15 years later it's yeah. like so the, 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 i think the, the thing you're getting to which um you know i, I like to you know I, I my first job was at a, um, a little hamburger restaurant i don't know if you guys have heard of it mcdonald's oh, yeah uh, <laughs> so like familiar with I, mcdonald's it, right and um like i think a lot of what you're talking about is grit right oh, and like when man. you have yeah. the ex-finance guy who makes a good bowl of chili gusto to have them yeah. to be able to explain like you didn't get in listen I mean I'm just again we're getting to know each other but you didn't right. get into this game to make a ton of money no. at first I, I actually was the guy behind the scenes right you know I was the guy who was prepping for my chef who was the star mm. you know and like I and, and because I was the guy prepping for the guy who was like rising star chef the, the most amazing guy um, I hated it I was like, I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't, you know, like, mm. it's cool to get the microplanes and the fighter mixes and all yeah. that stuff. Like, right. <clears throat> but I never wanted to be in a spotlight. Even when the burger show came about, mm. I was telling the director, Justin, I was like, hey, dude, like, this isn't really the path I wanted to take. But I love burgers. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Right. Like, I love burgers. I don't know how good I am on camera. Let's just, let's try it out. And if If you don't like me. 86 me please right, right. like just don't drag this on and waste my time and it just turned out like you know there's something to be said and i was able to to say it yeah well, i mean it's called authenticity right yeah I, mean, I think that's like you know and you can't teach someone that yeah this mm-hmm. is like that's another magic i think to backtrack the reason why is i have another friend who is like reality tv queen Right. right, she produces reality TV, and she was like, "All right, Alvin, you're kind of culturally ambiguous. You know, you you look Asian, but you also look Islander. You kind of look Mexican. You kind of look Korean. You're perfect for TV." And I was like, "This is I'm out. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. right. That's where it like, stops. This conversation is the dumbest, <laughs> most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And if this is how celebrity TV is going to be, right. I'm out of here. That's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a management type of thing, though, right? Like yeah. the ambiguous thing is also like I think, and we have a lot, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of friends too. We're like, yeah, it's yeah. It kind of helps to yeah. be, uh, you know, managers telling people, yeah, right. well, you're ambiguous. You could be anything that we need you to be at yeah. this moment. Mm-hmm. And then um, you're, but in this, like, climate, it's kind of just, it's weird yeah. to hear. Yes. You know? It's like, oh, okay, cool. Middle America will love me because they don't know what I am. Right. <laughs> but They'll be okay with it. And the right. other life of mine where I'm opening up a Filipino restaurant, I have a Filipino book coming out. It's like, no, I'm pretty, pretty Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's what's dope about First We Feast is that they don't... That doesn't. That's not even a part of the conversation. It's more like, are you knowledgeable? Do you love this stuff? And then that's how we make the show. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I mean, how many shows are you are you are you involved with right now? Um, that's that's pretty much the one that we're doing primarily. <clears throat> um, you know, I'm trying to do more content for IGTV. Yeah. I think I think that's the future, and IGTV and YouTube are, you know, they're already starting their own TV services, so. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Can't get enough Richard Blaze? Then take a listen to any of Podcast One's other fantastic food shows. Every Wednesday, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast, serve up their own brand of food, politics, and pop culture. And chef Rick Bayless and food journalist Steve Delinsky team up every Wednesday to travel the globe while tackling food trends on The Feed. Check out Thug Kitchen and The Feed every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. What were you doing before food? 
Uh, or like, where were you? What were your passions before you realized like cooking I, was was something that you loved? To do? I was definitely. Um, I had the entrepreneurial spirit. I went to business school. Okay. Um, <laughs> I had my own cell phone company when I was 19 years old. So I sold T-Mobile Sidekicks in Santa Monica. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And like a, right. like a kiosk or what, no, what kind of setup were you? Oh, right. okay. So it was like I would go to nightclubs and I would like meet DJs and I would meet promoters. Everyone who was at the time, the people I could relate to and mm. who were using data. Right. Right. Yeah. So I would just be like, here's my card. I'll give you a free phone. You just have to sign up for a two-year contract. And at the time, the phone was like $400, $500, which was unheard of back then. Yeah. But my commission rips were like super high. Mm. <laughs> so I was selling cell phones. I sold my cell phone company, and I finished college. And I got a real job working for a construction company. Um, but I, I've always loved food. I've, I was a dishwasher when I was 15 and a half. And I was a, a dishwasher slash prep boy and part-time line Those are the cook. best dishwashers. Yeah. Um, the dishwasher that does can, can do everything? Yeah. Like, you know, shuck a couple dozen oysters, I, yeah, wash I was dishes, trained by the best, that, yeah. right? <laughs> <clears throat> and I did that from 15 to 18. Mm. And so, even when I was going to these nightclubs and trying to sell cell phones or even when, like, I was asked to, like, you know, run the door at a nightclub because I was there so much, like, I would go down to the kitchen and hang out with the crew. Right. <laughs> just, like, talk about stuff and just, like, watch them do service. And I've always, like, loved that. And then um, I was in – it was the time when we were bailing everybody out financially. Like, the banks were bailing mm-hmm. out all these companies. Or the government was bailing out the banks. And <clears throat> I worked for a construction company who was putting, like, a $40,000 executive bathroom for – an executive for the bank. Right. And I just felt like, I was like, oh, this is my job. <laughs> like, right. You're reading one thing on the news. Right. Right. And you're seeing it in action. And then you're yeah. seeing it in real life. And you just like, I'm tired of this. I just mm. want to like do what I love. And I legit packed my bags, went to Portland, didn't tell a soul, except for my little brother who is here running around. He's a, he's a sommelier. <clears throat> I didn't tell, he went with me to Portland. I moved there and went to culinary school there. And then I spent. That's that's where I started. Like when and so like and you went to Portland when it was like like Portland when it was Portland before right. real, before the people real, like me show up before be the like, real I'm world going to Portland because I want to be wow cool. yeah, yeah. Like, right. well I left when the real world showed up and I think that <laughs> that ultimately changed Portland mm. because like there was nightclubs opening up and stuff like that right. and you're just like yeah. well, this isn't the Portland that I'm used to you know right but yeah. <clears throat> excuse me yeah I that's, so that's you always you are always hustling. I was always hustling. Always hustling. Yeah, even and when I lived there. You, you mentioned <laughs> nightclubs because like, I feel like there's something – and like I'm a, a mid-90s hip-hop kid from New York. Right. I, I, maybe I don't give off that vibe. But like, <laughs> Anymore. That's like, the, like, that's like my soul. And I feel mm-hmm. like my, my love of like even just hip-hop music has helped me like oh, engineer yeah. certain dishes or certain concepts because like the idea of like, oh, I, I, this is a borrowed track from some musician in the 70s, but like people love it. Let's just put something on top of it. Right. I feel like you, uh, there's a similarity there that 100%, you have. 100%. 100%. Um, and and it, it feeds into the hustle aspect of it as agreed. well. That's the whole thing. Like It's like, you know, I grew up in that, that era as well. Um, and like, you know, seeing people like Ice Cube. Right. Where he was just like, I'm passionate about about being a rapper, but I'm also... A movie guy and, and Jay-Z it's like I'm a rapper but I'm also like a CEO and like mm. <clears throat> I looked at that where it's like okay well I found my passion 
but I still have like that hustle mentality because I grew up. I grew up in that. You know, I grew up in 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 a neighborhood where you had to hustle. But you can be mm-hmm. you in any of those environments, right? I think yeah. that's like the difference, right? It doesn't matter if I'm acting or if I'm you know being a chef. It's like you can do you and all. That's same thing with your 100%. food, right? Like whether it's it's eggs or burgers. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like this. You could do you could do all of it. This is a this. Pebble Beach and like all like Aspen and all those food and wine events that we do, this is the best place where this makes sense because like for example yesterday we did a lunch with Morimoto and Morimoto's first dish was like wrapped in cellophane with flowers, it's a bite, and then we had uh, Mike from Hudson Valley, uh, he did like this amazing foie gras dish. It looked like a something straight out of Art of Plating, right? And then I did my dish and it's right. like. Like like a like a little dollop of demi gloss, a Samjong demi gloss, Denver steak, and like charred scallions, and it was like from a different dinner or right. from a right. different lunch. <laughs> right, but most likely the most delicious, with no disrespect to anyone. No, yeah, yeah, no disrespect. Yeah. At, at the same time, you know, luckily they can let us explain our dish, and I'm like, look, I don't make fancy food, <laughs> but I make good food, and <laughs> this is like an American comfort food. It's cooked by chil- it's inspired by children of immigrants, like. And then people understand the food. And then that's like, I will never change that. Because right. like, I've been doing these type of events for the last, I don't know, five, six years. This is our fifth or fourth one here. Hmm. And then we've done Aspen and we've done <clears throat> even like the private 20 seat ones, right? Where yeah. they're very fancy and, right. and yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> so do you not do, will, will you not do a tasting menu or you will? I will. It's just okay. it won't ever be. Do you like it? I, I like cooking. I like cooking. Composed food. Okay. I do that for fun at, at our restaurant. Like, I'll make one composed dish for the night and, like, try to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will never change the style. It'll always be simple. And every ingredient, every component is there for a reason. And it's not just there for aesthetics. And that's kind of who I am. You never had, you never felt the pressure, like you said. I went, I worked with this guy to learn how to make this sphere. No. You never felt the, the pressure to, to, to be more of a tweezer. No. Uh, yeah. No, I okay. mean, I've, like, what I've, I've done it. Yeah, it's a thing. It's like when you've worked for chefs. Um, you know, I worked for Matt Leitner, and he's like one of the guys sure. that's just like right. out there, right? And it's like I love that food, but at the same time, it's like it's not me. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. my style. And then you go into like the Thomas Keller group guys, and you're like, you know, I worked for a couple of dudes that that worked for Thomas Keller in Portland, um, and I've stashed at Bouchon, and I've stashed at at French Laundry, and like that's kind of more my style of composed dishes, but it's still a little too right fancy. fancy. Some of mine is cultural with that, and again, I'm a, a, a you know Thomas Keller alum, yeah. but it's um, I don't want to wear a starchy chef coat, right. <laughs> You know what? Like, it's like a weird thing. It's like I will, like if I and I don't have a problem with it, and I don't have a problem with people that do it, right? But like I don't want to. Like I know that's like seems like selfish of me, but it's yeah. like I don't want to wear the starchy coat, and exactly. I don't want to have the vibe of being, you know. I love uh, that. Like when you can do an event like f- food and wine, and like they give you a coat right. and you don't wear it. Like right. I love that, those chefs, yeah, because it's like. You are who you are. Yeah. You know, you're not going to change who you are. <laughs> well, that's what, that's yeah, what makes right. that's what makes your food so awesome. You know, mm-hmm. is that you're not conforming to like what people want to see. Mm-hmm. Do you think it took like having some of those experiences, whether with Matt Leitner or, or some of the other chefs, like to mm-hmm. see that to know that you didn't want to do it? You for know? sure. Because yeah. when I when I was sitting at home, 
dreaming about working for those kitchens, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to mm. make lemon caviar and put it on oysters, you know? Like, I wanted yeah. to do that. I'm doing that today. Yeah. <laughs> that's your demo. That's your and demo, like, yeah. And then, like, then you do it, and then you're like, okay, maybe this isn't my speed. Mm. My, maybe... Maybe just a simple mignonette is my. Speech. Well, I think that's a difference yeah. too. When you know you right, can, but not do everybody it, and then can. You yeah. choose not to. Not yeah. everybody can make right. that decision. Like, and then you, then they ask you to do it, and they're, they're surprised. Like, like they by like other chefs are like, "Oh, could you do that for mm. this tasting?" And it's like, "Yeah, of course." And then they're surprised. Right. <laughs> You're like, right. Oh, which is yeah. a much better space to be in, right? When you like yeah. know you got the skills exactly right. to do whatever. Yeah, it's like oh, I can but break you choose down. not to. I can break down a, a tuna. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, because you're so cool and I admire you so much, um, have you ever, uh, this is true, um, have you ever felt the pressure now, especially being like the TV star, being like the personality of like the, the, the oh, now you're selling out pressure? A lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've got our first sponsor. You right. Know, and like I have to speak in like. Which, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but like that, see, I could, even yeah. the way you're saying it is like, yeah. it's like you're, you're saying it softer because. Yeah. We got our first sponsor. Right. I have mm-hmm. to say words like disruptive and innovative. Yeah. And you know what I yeah. mean? Like you have to use those terms that are, you contractually have to say that stuff. Right. right. Yeah. And that's like even weird for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's when I'm like. <laughs> Are we losing the the soul of this thing? Right. You know, even when it comes to exile, where it's like, do we want to be in Las Vegas? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I I battle it a lot, but at the same time, it's like you know what? If you have to do it, you have to do it. At the end of the yeah. day, it's like <clears throat> that's just one aspect of the burger show or of exile. But the soul of it, the DNA of it, is where you get to. That's what you, I get to control. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a, a special? Um, connection to any of the egg slots is it the first one or uh grand central market it's near and dear to my heart because yeah. i i like broke that down with my own sledgehammer and yeah. built it with practically nothing yeah uh vegas has become one of my favorites really yeah because it's like <clears throat> it was our first like high-end um like ferrari kitchen mm-hmm. you know and the, the guys there are they're they're there they don't leave because yeah. they're, they're union dudes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> and so, like, every time I go there, it's the same people. Yeah. Which mm. is great. It's nice. It's refreshing. Because nowadays, like, <laughs> nowadays, every restaurant's opening, oh, the Nomad's coming to L.A., you lose half Everybody. your staff. Right. Mm. You know, and it's, like, it's refreshing to see that. So, like, you know, Grand Central will always be in my heart, but... Vegas is slowly becoming a close second. Grand Central is still like that, that place is amazing to me. Like I, yeah. every time I'm there, it, well, first of all, the Grand Central itself has changed right. so much in the last couple of years. Well, also, you're the masthead. But also, yeah, you're, 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 every yeah, time you're I'm the there, there, like a hundred yeah. people in line. We never were every ever, time. We never thought we'd ever be. You know, it's crazy. You know, we had so many different concepts that came into that place and Mm -hmm. we're just like you know they're competing with you know burgers or Mm -hmm. whatever breakfast sandwiches yeah but you were you were first to market yeah right like I mean that's important it means something us being one of the first people there well it's usually second to market that wins also which is a surprising thing because like you're first to market right yeah no one wanted it Right in front of It's all like electric. That? Right. Everyone else is gas. Mm. Ah. No one wanted that corner space, and it was cursed. Like every, like old school restaurant guy there was like, that place is cursed. Really? It's been like five different things. Oh. And I'm like, I don't believe in that. Right. <laughs> you know, that's pretty simple. Legit well, that's, looked that's, at their face and was like, yeah. I don't care. Like, you know. I don't, I don't subscribe to yeah, that. Yeah. So then we were lucky because we were right in the front. And yeah. It worked out. <laughs> that, that's it's crazy. Um, 
it bothers me more like going back to the whole like uh, you know sellout thing, which you know we deal with from time to time. But like now that you have so many restaurants, right? Like, probably I feel like we're probably similar. Like you probably don't know everyone's name in every restaurant, right? And yeah. it's got, I probably like for me, it, that's the part that makes me not even the sounds like man, I, I, I don't know everyone's name here. What's well, I'm tough. walking in my restaurant, yeah, it's tough, and I don't know everyone here. I mean, to be honest, I have this rule, right, where it's like I don't learn your name unless you've worked for me for three months, right? Because there's no point because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so used to the workforce breaking your heart <laughs> you know like you fall in love with this person this guy's great blah 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 i'm gonna mold you into like the perfect line cook assassin right and then yeah but gone. then you know yourself though yeah when you were working for the guy exactly and you were like i don't want to be that I guy yeah. i want to be this i want to be my own yeah guy. so it it hurts when i know people who have been there for a long time and then they leave but like all the new guys I'll say hi to them and, like, just make sure that they know, like, everyone has the same job description. Everyone has to create the best breakfast experience, the best dining experience, and that's your job. You could be a line cook. You could be a dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. But if that's your main job description, then we're good. Right. And then if you make it three months, then then I'll start learning your name. It's kind of a weird thing, but... No, it's a good rule. I mean, at least you have a rule for it. Yeah, people listening will probably be like, this guy's a dick, but... You have to understand, like, when you have these this many concepts in restaurants, like, if you, like, really invest in a person and then they leave you, it, it, it's heartbreaking. Right. And, like, I'm tired of that. Like, I, I like my first five years of, like, running my own kitchen and being in one kitchen mm-hmm. and being able to, like, mold people and not them not leaving and then them becoming the managers of your restaurants because they've been with you for so long. The ones that you invest in and leave you mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah, you know. And yeah, so even though you know you want the that. best for them, yeah. but it does. It, it is a painful. It's thing. It's like now it's kind of I'm more of like a eat what you kill type of manager where it's like, all right, if you kill it, then cool, you're doing your job. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you make it to this level, then maybe I'll start giving you a little bit more insider tips on how to like, you know, become a business owner and you know how to do that stuff because those are like those are like that that. That stuff is mm. super valuable. So mm. you're getting, uh, I'm assuming that a lot of your staff, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. like um, they want to be you. Right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I get kids straight out of culinary school and they're like, I've watched all of your videos. And, right. You know, you're amazing. And then like they really just, they want to like fast track themselves into becoming, they want to be the next guy in Brooklyn. And, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. You yeah. can. But when you're here, Right. Keep it to yourself and just work hard. Right. And sometimes if I don't give them, especially those really excited to becoming a a chef, like if I don't give them the personal one-on-one time, they leave. That's tough. Mm. That is a tough. I mean, it's something I struggle with. And and you do want to give them the right guidance. Yeah. So how how do you feel about um, side hustle as a thing, as a a way of life? I mean – I've that's been me. It's <laughs> right. like I've always had a side hustle before it was called side hustle. You yeah, were, you, were, you were hustling. It's, yeah, it's survival. Right? Right. It's mm-hmm. like how did, like if one facet of money making shuts off, you got to have another one. Right, you know because you can't the, the spare yeah. tire theory. Yeah, you cannot. Yeah, you cannot be caught with your tail between your legs and then right. you just suffer. So I've always, I'm a strong believer in side hustle as long as. You know where your goals are and you know where your focus so, is. So for your cooks, is that something like, yeah, listen, when you're here, you're making egg sandwiches or yeah. whatever it is, on your own time, you, listen, I, if, I, if, you, if I'm getting to know you, I'm asking right. you for like, some tips on how to produce a great video or something. 
Just do it on your own time. Yeah, fine, right. One hundred percent. Right. I'm a strong believer in that. So, are you? You probably to the point where again, I'm using the the music sort of situation, but like where you got kids handing you demo tapes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like they show. Like there's kids that come to a restaurant with full business plans. Right. Wow. And yeah. they're like can unannounced. I, yeah, unannounced. Yeah. Can I get five minutes just to talk to you? Because I did do a culinary incubator in LA for a while, and like of the five mm. concepts all five concepts became something mm. and like you know and one of them is Lhasa which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. you know last year's food and wine restaurant yeah. of the year so people like th- they think that I have, have like touch, this yeah. weird guru situation yeah. right and they, they 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 hand me they email me they DM me their plans some of them are way awful <laughs> where you're just like oh my god you have no idea how to run a business right to yeah really detailed and like that and you're like okay you have something i could help you you know you've worked for xyz you've been a line cook for each restaurant for two and a half years you could probably do this so when and you do, do, help, do you help them yeah. oh do you, yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean there's so many people i'm sure you know there's so many people who are willing to invest in restaurants um and which is crazy but yeah, yeah. and then you also don't want to like tell your friend who has like money Oh, this guy's good and he sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that you take care of your friend as well. So it's like, you know, I that's kind of how I put people together. Mm-hmm. So you've been a maven of sorts. Like you're connect, you're connect, yeah. you're connected. Yeah, I try to because, you know, some people won't be able to give be given that opportunity unless someone like us re- recommends them. Right. You know, and I want to give people that opportunity, but I won't. I'll do my due diligence. I'll I'll read it. I'll I'll interview them, which is my favorite thing in the whole world to do is interview people because, like you you could see whether they're lying or not. What's your favorite uh, What's your favorite interview question? Uh, well, like, you, you know, got so, one that's like a signature sort of. Well, for line cooks, you know, or or when they tell me they're good enough to be a sous chef, I'll just say, okay, well, you know, describe in detail what you would cook President Obama for dinner. Mm. Right, and sometimes they'll say, "Oh, I'll make them, you know, I'll make them something seasonal with like a gastric." And then you go, "Oh, that's fun. how do you make your gastric?" And right. then they're like, "Ah, so you let them <laughs> yeah, it set themselves let, up, letting them walk into yeah. their own." But their there's own some room. people who like just blow you away. Right, they pretty much paint like they the had that answer, and then you're there. like, "Oh, well, now okay, cool. Now I know that you've you've done your mise en place." You know, like, you set your station up. You know, like, some people are like, this is how I'll have the table set up. Right. Like, just the attention to detail tells me that that person can work with me because, or I could, or they can work on their own because they know from A to Z mm. what to do. Right. And and uh, when you have kids that are like, okay, I saw all your videos, I want I, that's what I want to do. Right. How many... How many kids, like, don't have the, the cooking talent? Like... A lot. And, but they have the personality. Yeah. But they don't have the desire to actually yeah. cook the food, right? Yeah, I've had a, oh, I have one in particular who has been on, like, Chop Junior. Okay. And, you know, and cut, they came in and they want to, like, they were recommended by a friend and <clears throat> just, you know, hey, you know, the, the line cook that goes, hey, can you, uh, can you cut those chives for me? And can, <laughs> can you give me an ice bath? Right. And, like, and so I was like, yo, do it yourself. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, then you're like, was that Giada? Is this, is Giada? No, Giada. Oh, I have, a, you know, I've had, a, so I did Chef's Club last year. I yeah. consulted for them. 
And Jada did a dinner. Yeah. And believe it or not, she prepped and cooked more than most of the chefs that I ever. I, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it it awesome. blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, she was one talented. of the most, she was a treat to work with. Wow. Like, I've, I, you know, we were talking about, I, I've worked with, like, top five Pellegrino people. And they don't show up till two minutes before the service about to come out, you know. <laughs> right. And Jada was like pre pre meeting, pre walk through prep. Her daughter did the desserts. Wow, I was blown nice. away. That's, that's awesome. good to hear. And I think though that that's a really great point. Like um, you know, whether it's Gaffietti or Rachel Ray mm-hmm. or Giada, it's like that's the point they got there for you, you a have reason. to do yeah. the, you have to know how to yeah. do the food before you're on camera talking exactly about the tasting the food because it's obvious when when it's the other way around right? yeah and it's just a, a personality and they, they, exactly. they don't spend any time in the kitchen it's, you like just kind of lose it where like, do you uh so where are you calling home these days because i know you're New all York. over the place okay so you're yeah we got your east coast ride yeah, or die now that's it i mean i don't know about ride or die okay <laughs> yeah. yeah we're you know we got rid of our place in la we moved to new york we live in soho we live a block away from the, i live the dream right now i live a block away from the restaurant okay mm, yeah um and that's always been the dream you yeah. know is which is like open restaurant in the and you just stayed in manhattan yeah i I, I feel like that's what i was saying i was was telling richard yesterday i was like yo like before when my commute was significantly longer i would listen to a lot of your podcasts right now you got a five minute walk away i don't listen to anything anymore (laughs) right Right. not even music right right? so it's like time when we were driving up here we listened to like oh man well sorry about that six hours but no it's great the show thing about new york though is you can like listen to New York, yeah. As a native New Yorker, yeah. it, like that, it definitely has its own buzz. And, and like, and I say that about like people, on, especially in California, like, oh, listen to ocean waves. Like, traffic is kind of can uh, be your ocean wave. It's also inspiring, <laughs> right? Like, even just like seeing like a kid, like you know, like pounding his fist mm-hmm. on a, on, a, on a table while you're walking down like Elizabeth Street Park, and you're just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I want to go home. I want I want to go back into the kitchen and do something. You know, like yeah. right. It's like there's this weird energy there in is. New York. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no other city like it. But ride or die. Nice. That's that's okay. okay. That's, not not, well, that's not. I come to California. And I'm I like, God say, damn, like, like, why did I leave this like, place? Okay. Yeah, like. uh, here's, the, here's the deal, though. Though I set that up because you have mm-hmm. spent time on the West Coast, of course. Oh yeah, uh, and that's where you, you know, arguably made a name for yourself. Now you're in New York. Yeah. So this game is going to be East Coast versus West Coast. Okay. If you don't mind playing a game, I'm going to give you no a, a, a thing, and you're going to let me know what you prefer. You prefer it on the East Coast or the West Coast. Okay. So a lot of these are going to be controversial. So you ready? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. I okay. love this stuff. Here we go. East versus West. Street tacos. Oh, West all day. Okay. That was just on do, do you even eat tacos in New York? Like, uh, I, You know, there's a one place <laughs> yeah, that we go okay. to. Right. Um, but it, the rest, yeah. the thing is, is you can't use like really high-end cuts of beef. Right. And New York is all about that, you know? And yeah. Lux. You gotta have like that street taco, the carne asada. Is there something like what is it though? Is it the is it the authenticity of like someone you know sharpening their knife on the side of their kiosk, right? And <laughs> grilling meat on a shopping cart. There, there isn't, there isn't, there isn't. I think that the authenticity is whatever, man. Like that's like your your heart and soul, right? right. But at the end of the day, it's like don't like a ribeye doesn't taste the same as like flank steak, mm-hmm. right? But then for 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 some reason, if you've spent 20 years eating a taco that's made with flank steak that's what you prefer and sure. i think that that's kind of where i'm at oh i like that i like how you broke that down it, like <laughs> even when it just comes to like so like like shrimp is a great example like 
if you feed someone like shrimp that's never been frozen and they've never had that, yeah. they usually don't like it. Exactly. Because they like the texture of like previously frozen rubbery. shrimp. Rubbery. Right. Yeah. But that's also, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, no. what, that's in their memory. You grew that's up. Love, right? Yeah. So I like, oh, this is a, this is a fresh prawn. Like, yeah. oh, it's mushy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a fresh prawn. Yeah, uh, it's not bound. Like, it doesn't it taste doesn't bouncy. Have the chlorine, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the chlorine taste. Right. <laughs> um, okay, next one. Uh, this one should be easy. I don't know. I guess this could go either way. Weather. Do you prefer the weather of, of oh, uh, some LA people or New like York? winter? Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I, well, see, I'm a big guy, so I, I wear sweaters, and even if it's 100 degrees outside. Okay. So, um, that said. Uh, I still picked the West Coast. Yes. <laughs> that, that, yeah. It is kind of always yeah. like the like I one. love the winter. Trust me. Like yeah. in New York City, like, I'm like the first. Like with the first day it snows, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, it's amazing. <laughs> but I'll still pick like you know board shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, you yeah. know, like this, this, LA yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. blue sky. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, 75 and uh, mm-hmm. slightly windy. Okay, uh, that was an easy one though. What about pizza? Oh, uh, I New York pizza, hands down. I think. Even like, okay, ninety nine cent slices are not comparable, right? Um, but like, like even like the the cheapest mom and pop, I think, is a competitive to one of the best in L A. Yeah, mm. it's one I mean? of those things. I think yeah. pizza is New York hands down, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I think so. It's, it's kind of hard to, and it's such it's a true well, I guess to maybe it some thing. Chicago ends would say, yeah, it's a true to it thing. It's like one of those dreams where it's like it's like a California burger stand where people have been working there for forty years, mm. right? You know these pizza places people literally given their entire life to make pizza right and i love that it's also this like it is it's the you know uh consistently hearing the stories right Mm -hmm. so i think that does seep into your mind yeah that the pizza's gonna be better in new york right but Mm -hmm. bagel's gonna be better in new york than anywhere else there's this thing where it's like napolitan style neapolitan style or Mm -hmm. whatever like you know bessie has a great pizza and they can compete with like everybody in new york sure but like a slice, mm-hmm. New York, hands right. down. Right, right, right. Yeah. It just, you can get it anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. 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 Nice. And what people you... are bloods and crips about it in New York. Right. right. Yeah. Like, they're just like, nah, man, it's all about Scar's pizza. <laughs> nah, man, it's all about sauce right. pizza. Well, don't <laughs> you see that, though, also in the burger game? Oh, man. Right. Well, that, the regionality of it all. Right. Yeah. The, the direct messages and emails I get from people when I say, <laughs> this is the best burger I've ever had. And then someone from like, Indianapolis be like, yo, you're dead to me. Right. right. <laughs> no, right like, like, seriously. Right? Yeah. And, like, you're like, wait, dude, this yeah. is a DM I'm, on Instagram. Yeah, I'm what? sorry, guy. But, like, I haven't been there yet. You know, let me right. give yeah. me a chance yeah. to try it first before you throw it. But also, me. like, I mean, you can do things different ways. Like, yeah. like, I think the idea of the best, right, is also a tough thing. Right. Like, on TV, of course, we're going to have to say it. Sometimes we're going to say this is, like, the best of whatever it is. Exactly. But, like, I mean, is, is, is any is of it, it really the best? Best. Yeah, like I say, like I say, Apple Panda is the best rush, uh, best burger spot. I didn't say it was mm-hmm. the best burger. Right, it's the best burger spot because of where it's at for and, all the, and the history of it all. Mm. Like if you can employ someone for seventy years, that's right. a good. It's a great spot. But how do yeah. you answer all these questions that are like, is it? Do you prefer one big patty or two thin patties? <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, that's hard. Right, because like, right. they're both good. Right, they're both good. They have they're both special in their own way. If they're <laughs> It's they like just have, they yeah. just have to be cooked right. Right, mm. Mm. that's it. Yeah. If you can, you can hit Burger Nirvana with thin patties, mm. and you can hit it with me, like a nice medium rare, medium eight ounce thick patty. You know, right. But if it's done terribly, yeah. forget it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, best, I'll say, fine dining city. 
New York or LA. Now, this one is really a hot topic. This is yeah, I mean, well, well see, and plus, it's, see, I think exodus it's, it's of changing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's got to be New York. Ah, oh, fine dining. Yeah, in its in its purest form. Mm. You know, I see what you're saying. I know where you're going with this. You know, like you you can't get the same treatment. Like if you go to Danielle, right, you'll never get that at. Mm. You know, bestia. Right. Right. Like it's a, because of Danielle, Jean George. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Cole like, on both coasts. And, and but, I yeah. think some of it goes back to like simple things like what like you said, like weather. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like you're more likely to walk into a restaurant also in LA in, right. in a t shirt and jeans. And Any restaurant. Any sure. spot. Right. Like, which I love. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're not rolling up usually unless you're a star like yourself into like Danielle. Uh, that I'm like you know, so happy for because right. I remember being a line cook. And like having to use like the rental sweater, the jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like going to Eleven Madison Park and like being able to wear a beanie, and everyone else is in a suit. I'm like, yeah, now it's it. I've made it. Yeah, I made it. Now I can just roll. Like yeah, I roll. yeah. But there's nothing like those types of restaurants in LA anymore. Right. Like you yeah. know, like where they kind of like when they mess up and they they take you back to the kitchen and they like give you this tour. Like there's like a whole like theatrical thing when they mess up. Right. And then you come back and like everything's fixed again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. you're like, you don't get that in LA. Yeah. You know, you get that in 11 mad. You get that at Danielle, you know, mm-hmm. do you like, feel the pressure? I think there is uh, a pressure on New Yorkers now. Oh, for that, sure. Like the, like the, like the dining is leaving New York. Like for the sure. fine dining is leaving New York. We yeah. Well, maybe not the here. fine dining. Right. But, 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 that, like, but that step right below but it. That the best yeah. like, competitors for, and things forever, like that. It has without question been yeah. the number one city. Right. Yeah. And then of course, like Chicago kind of, you know, is in the conversation. Now LA, San Francisco always. Yeah. Now LA though is, really sort of stealing a lot yeah, of it's well there. LA's stealing a lot of chefs right I mean that's yeah, a lot, everyone's of, a lot of chefs are, are everyone's just, moving yeah. there it's yeah. like a, it's a thing yeah you know and you went the other way I did <laughs> which I've is always, well like, you're a trendsetter like yeah exactly I've always been that's that your way. thing yeah that's been my thing and you know it's a it's something that someone told me a long time ago it was like when everyone's doing it stop doing it and mm. make you know, mm. go somewhere else and, and, and do it where no one else is doing it and it's usually a good mm. investment uh Strategy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a business thing. Yeah. Uh, this one I think uh, is my personal to me. Disney, Disney, uh, <laughs> or Florida Disney is East Coast, West Coast, oh, Orlando, or Disneyland. Disneyland to me is yeah. is it. That's my only reason why I go to Orange County. Totally. <laughs> you know, like you cross the orange curtain for Disneyland. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now that is, yeah. some, that, that is some California love right there. That's that LA is, shit Disney for sure. World, so, yeah. Disney World has got like five parks. Yeah. yeah but Disneyland that's so is, 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 Disneyland is, like Disneyland is gangster. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. That's so much work. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's that's actually, so much you know, bigger. Right. It's if so you got to jump on a boat and a You have to take like, yeah, at least. Get to, you know. Yeah. And you got to plan it out, you know. Yeah. You can't physically do it all. In a day, yeah, like Disney you could do World Disneyland a, in a day. It's a whole nother situation. Disneyland is like, well, what we had a, a annual pass when we were still living in LA, and it's like, all right, let's go, to, let's drive down there, do two hours, go back, yeah. and let's do it like five times this month. Yeah, and yeah. Then, I get obsessed with that. Yeah, I love it. I didn't. I grew I up in here. LA. Yeah, I could yeah. grow up in LA, and I didn't go to Disneyland for like twenty years. Yeah, you know, because obviously, like, when you're in the culinary world, you don't have time. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> and then, out of uh, like when we started getting more time, I was like, oh, let's go see. Maybe we can get on Peter Pan this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. Because you know, like, the lines right. are so long always. Yeah, like you, like you learn the times to go, mm-hmm. and then you enjoy Disneyland for a whole. Another reason. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite food at Disneyland? 
Oh, the corn dog is so oh, good. Corn dog castle or whatever. What is it called? I think yeah, yeah, yeah a couple like of places. The little but fire engine yeah. that sells yeah. the corn dog. That's yeah, that one's yeah, dude. Yeah. I love that a lot. Dole um, whips all day. <laughs> yeah. oh, we like sometimes you get a little dull with it, and then we'll sneak in like some vodka. And that's like, it. I call it uh, a dull whip. <laughs> yeah, dude. We, we turn it into a mixed drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Pretty I'm probably easy. gonna be doing yeah. one on stage. Uh, we oh, let's go. Let's go to Disney together, brother. Yeah, right. Dude. That'd be fun. Would be yeah. We'll meet you there. Yeah. 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 Oh, what what our, our our jam last time we were there was uh, turkey legs and the elote. That oh yeah. We were on, on well, that. that's a very specific Disneyland thing. The elote. Oh, the churros yeah. too. Like, oh, those are man. Disney. Walk five you yards. Yeah. Well, you can't get churros. I save it Disney for the World. end. Yeah. yeah, I save it for the yeah. end. It's like I yeah. want to eat a churro on my way, the way to out. the car. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a good strategy. Yeah, so it's, it's, like it just like it seals through, it. like yeah. thousands of people. It, it just closes your day. It's like this <laughs> is I had ending. the magical moment. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm I'm end it on that. On that, I'm gonna end the game right there on that okay. ride through this. Last thing we do, Alvin, is called eighty six. It's 86. Oh, man, yeah. Something in the world or your world or kitchen or whatever. It could be serious or not uh, that you want an 86. It's, it's for me, it's, it's, a, t- it's a tough one, right? Because mm. I have to say 86 Chick-fil-A. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay. I have yeah. to. You know? Yeah, listen. I, like, uh, I as it. much as I, f- I l- don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, we I are 86ing them socially. Yeah, yeah, of course. To. Yeah. Just okay. because of what I believe in and what yeah. I stand for. And like, totally. And nothing, like, nothing's changed since it's been out. And it's like, you kind of wish they did. Because you want to forgive them. Yeah, yeah. you want, you want them no, to get so better. So you'd yeah, be like, eat yeah, some chicken sandwiches. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I get, get that. They, right. They're still cutting they just checks keep doing to the it. wrong people. Yeah, so. right. keep doing it. I'm going to say 86 and like really be strong about it, even though I drive by one and I'm like, Right. So the good thing is it's always Sunday. When yeah. I, when, when I when the craving hits anyway. Yeah. Right? Like yes. Hundred percent true. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like we're, we're even the airport ones are closed on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. I mean, we'll roll by the one in Manhattan. We're just like, oh, thank God it's closed. Yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> but yeah. It's good. I mean, morally, I wasn't, wasn't going to do it anyway. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Brine your chicken in pickle juice. Fry it. You get you'll get damn close. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nice. You know, nice. you'll get damn close. So make it at home. Nice. Yeah. That's well, it's so tip. hard. I mean, too. We would. We, our last guest in here was talking about. You know, we we got into some deep topics. We were talking about racism. It's like the weird thing is when you're in the kitchen. Right. Like we don't see so much of that stuff that's mm. out there in the world no. because like we're in an all inclusive environment. Yes. Always, and it's always been. A, a place and, for misfits, you know, yeah. like I mean, it has been, and, it's, yeah. and you've been accepted. Hundred like, percent, yeah. So you know, I think so, some of those things, I, I, it, it's, it's, it does take people like ourselves yeah. and like for you to sometimes let everyone else know because like you, you have such a big bandwidth now, like everyone's watching you. Yeah, right? I mean, so I, you can you can make so much change. You can exactly. help so many you gotta, people. You get, we have to use our popularity for for the good, and mm-hmm. I'm really a strong believer in that, and you know. Just being able to say "Don't eat there," right? You know, it's important. Yeah, you know, like because like my, my mom and I will. My mom's like, it just tastes good. Okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it. But it's like, no, it's more than that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, it tastes good. But well, that's why you are who you are, brother. Thank you so much Thank for you. hanging out with us. Congratulations on your me. success. Oh man, like I you, it is. It. A, it's yeah. been a meteoric rise, and that trajectory is just still shooting up. It's been so fun. You're just fun gonna, to watch. I know you're gonna just do so many great things. Thank dude. you. I appreciate uh, it. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. Yeah, we of course. Anytime. You're jumping on a plane to go film. 
Uh, yeah, we're going back to Portland, back to where to where it all started. To and film nice. Burger Show, see, uh, no, or no, no, it's no. actually for my my cookbook. Yeah, oh, oh that's cool. Right. Okay, so we're nice. gonna get a lot of footage from like my old culinary school. And, like, cool. Yeah, it's weird. You telling the whole story? This yeah, is the making of. Basically? Oh, dude, I think I've said too much in this book. Like, mm. I feel like when people read this book, they're gonna be like, I, I know this guy, mm. and like, I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, mm. but it's a story that has to be told. You know, because it's a story of a, a of a brown kid trying to make it in the world. Yeah. And, like, especially when your family and everyone around you is telling you you can't do it. Mm. You do well, it. No, you you're, just do What's it. your pub date? Uh, it we're, out? we're trying to go out for May 2020. Cool. So. Uh, Name of the book? Amboy. Is uh, pre- pre-sales up soon? or It's going to be. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we just had the big meeting about that. You know, oh, you're off to Mifflin too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I have been, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I'm doing yeah. it with those guys, Justin Schwartz and yeah, those guys. Yeah, yeah, of course. Awesome. So like, we're, getting, we're getting real into it right now. Yeah. Nice. So. Well, congrats. It's going to be a big seller, dude. And uh, where can Thank people you. see you on, on, on screen now? Uh, yeah, YouTube and Hulu, The Burger Show. Uh, we just finished that Filipino documentary. It's on uh, iTunes called Ulam. So we're doing that and got and, a bunch and, of and, and egg sluts all over the place. Egg in, slut. In New York spot. Yeah, the usual New York City is cranking right now. Um and then we're opening Amboy the restaurant in September, which is a Filipino cool. restaurant. Dude, too so much going Blown on. Up. Go get some rest. Blown up. Yep. Oh, dude. You don't have to drive, do you? Oh, so, dude, okay, I, okay. I, I can't wait till this time next year because then the restaurant will be open for a couple months and then then you'll just I be have, releasing a book. I have no, yeah, I have no <laughs> plans on opening anything else anymore. Just like in like the two restaurants in my neighborhood mm. and then excellent dude nice. keep riding the wave thanks uh, I know you love this episode uh, do us a favor jump on over to iTunes drop a subscription uh, we're five stars Alvin it's the only five star thing I've ever done amazing this five stars uh, so keep, keep up the algorithm for us by uh, dropping us a review uh, tell us you like this episode and until next week stay hungry Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our sponsor who made this possible, True Car. Visit True Car for a better car buying experience. Jasmine, you need to visit True Car because you need a new car. I know.